0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast. It's typically aggro and barracuda, but barracuda. He kind of ditched me this week, chat. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's very busy prepping for the biggest tournament of the year. This might World Championship, which is next week. Or that he has COVID. I'm assuming it's only because he doesn't like me anymore. So stay tuned on that story. But we had Hazer on as a guest a little bit ago. And uh, and I joked about um, if he if, if he wanted to co-host a podcast with me instead of Barracuda. And so whenever Barra I knew was going to be out... Paul, you were the first person I messaged. I said, I know, ju- I know just the man. And I'm uh, I'm very glad you were able to h- step in for him. Thanks for coming on, buddy.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Just ready to do such a good job that Barra never makes it back.
1: Yeah, he's going to be embarrassed by how good this episode is. <laughs> uh, that's that's all I can assume. And Hazer, this is just the beginning of us uh, putting on an absolute clinic together when it comes to, to breaking down Smite Game Battleground of the Gods because you're flying in. ...soon enough to uh, to join us for the Smite World Championship and do a little bit of desk analyst work. Are you excited for it?
2: Yeah, yeah, really excited. I've wanted to work Worlds ever since I started going to Worlds, but I was always, you know, I was always qualifying. So Ugh. I'm never able to work it. So uh, this year, yeah, Hindu was nice enough to get in contact with me and give me a shout about traveling out. So, yeah, started packing today, got some final bits and pieces to do tomorrow, and then I should uh, be traveling bright and early on Tuesday.
1: So as the only European person on the broadcast, do you, are, did Hindu man tell you you have to wear a bow tie since he's not going to be on? Like normally that's his thing or, or what? Uh,
2: I don't own any. Well, no, I do own, I own a bow tie that goes with a kilt, but they're kind of different. They go with different shirts, so I could bring it. Um, but yeah, I don't okay, know. Okay, hold I don't on. Know You're going to need to
1: explain me. that to me a little bit more. You have a bow tie that goes with a kilt.
2: Yeah, so you wear a kilt, and you wear, like, a special shirt. Like, uh-huh. there's a special kind of shirt you wear, which has just little... It's almost like it's it's kind of similar to the shirt you wear with the tux. Okay. Which is slightly different than a regular shirt, right? Yep. Um, And you have a bow tie that goes with that. I guess it would go fine with a regular shirt. I just... You never would wear it with a regular <laughs> shirt in Scotland, because that would be weird.
1: Everyone would judge you for that. How mm-hmm. often are people wearing kilts out, like in scotland is that a is that a common thing
2: well um like people who work, play the bagpipes wear them all the time but other than that you know you only wear them at like special occasions so weddings um at kaylee's which is like a scottish folk dancing type thing you wear them at those okay. and that like sporting events
1: in, At sporting events interesting is that like yeah. i'm just gonna interview you about scottish things now is it like Scott, you know if it's the scottish national team up against someone else so like everyone's wearing kilts i guess but if it's like two scottish football teams is everyone is wearing kilts because that's oh, what you do
2: no only international football and rugby i would say that we wear uh we wear kilts too so but like even then like i don't wear a kilt to the i go to the scotland international soccer football games whatever mm-hmm. we don't call it and i don't wear a kilt normally but a couple of my pals would go wear kilts
1: okay all right that uh it, it, it i feel like it's got to be pretty comfortable to be honest like when i envision myself wearing a kilt i feel like it, it wouldn't be that bad it'd be kind of it'd be kind of nice to have the breeze you know
2: yeah it's high it's high i can't complain about it at all it's quite good you got a little you have a little we have something called a sporin as well which is essentially a fanny pack which is you know it doesn't really go with a lot of uh you, you just don't get that often and it's actually quite a nice thing to have you' do not have pockets so you kind of need it but
1: right yeah i was gonna say do they have pockets or not well hey i mean if that's uh if you can get away with wearing a fanny pack and everyone's gonna not judge you then like we could all agree that even though fanny packs don't look good they would be convenient right like no one's contesting that aspect of the fanny pack you just get judged because they look so bad but if they were culturally acceptable i feel like more people would actually just have them
2: yeah yeah they're very they're very practical i think but I uh we yeah uh, we gotta we gotta stick things in our pockets because we are men Ugh. And uh, we must we must obey societal norms. That's what we do.
1: That's what we do. Toxic masculinity <laughs> is, uh, is how we do it. Um, obviously, everyone, we're getting pumped up for uh, for the Smite World Championship next week. Um, but before we get into talking about it, got to let you guys know that this episode of The Backliners is brought to you by Axie Infinity. Play to earn games are games that allow you to earn crypto in-game. And Axie Infinity is the most popular play to earn crypto game in the world. Go to go.okex.com slash Axie. Or the link in chat to find out how you can start earning crypto today. Um, all right, let's talk about let's talk about how this bracket played out here, Paul. Because the Tartarus Titans, as a number one seed, they got their choice of which quarterfinal winner they wanted to play, and they chose to play against the winner of the j Dragons up against Solar Scarabs. Their other option, of course, being Leviathans up against Bolts. If you were in their shoes, is this the quarterfinal you would have taken?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think the dragons have been uh, the shakiest we've seen them in the last in the last couple of iterations of this squad. Even mm-hmm. um, I think they're the, the shakiest they've been, the least convincing they've been, and I don't think that this meta especially suits them either. Um, and I think that whether justified or not i think the titans are a little afraid of the leviathans if the leviathans catch fire and there's always danger of bolts catching fire worlds as well i think that the dragons and scarabs is probably a safer bet that's the one i would have chosen if i were them
1: yeah i think i think i'm in the same boat because i think if you just do the if you just do the thought experiment of who is the best team in the quarterfinals i think that you'd be hard pressed to argue anyone but the atlantis leviathans so you want to take the quarterfinal opposite them. Um, but I think that the Jade Dragons, even though I agree that this is their weakest iteration in many years, they did start to look a lot better um, at placements. You know, they go up 2-0 over the Bolts, lose two in a row, and then and then win that game five. But those first two games against the Bolts, that, that looked like a typical PBM Panda Cat team around Worlds time, they looked pretty dominant in at least two games. So I think that if you're a Dragons fan, I would be feeling at least marginally better about their Worlds chances than I was pre-placements.
2: Yeah, I'd definitely be cautiously optimistic. And they're definitely a team that can come in and, and come in with a strategy or, or a, a play style, which is really difficult to play against. They're just, they have the potential of when they're on, they're so oppressive and they just don't let you play the game. But it's whether. Um, whether they can hit those heights and whether those heights are good enough uh, in the current meta to snowball games. I think it's pretty tough right now to play their, their playstyle. style.
1: Um, on the subject of the Solar Scarabs, I mean, this is a team that consistently subverts expectations, can, never, can literally never count this team out, uh, always going to be willing to pull something a little bit weird out of their back pocket. How do you think this meta suits them?
2: I think it suits them pretty well, especially... I think Baronic has found a really good. Uh, Baronic and Stuart, I think, are the two that I would look at to say they found a really good point in this meta where the magical ADCs really suit Stuart and the physical ADCs in mid are really suiting Baronic, the Charybdis and the AMC in particular. And then, I mean, oh, God, you, I don't want to say it, but Scream is kind of going crazy right now he's he making really people is. ban ridiculous picks like Neja, which is terrible i can't that I god, can't is, get so past that god is so bad that god is so bad
1: so bad <laughs> and i and mifflin brought this up on broadcast so i'm i feel okay telling the story so a, a little bit ago a few weeks ago we were doing some server tests in studio and um and i played a naja game and multiple times I would like blink alt no sash or anything like that in close range too, because it does affect your beads window. How far away the nausea is. Of course I would blink alt Dolson and Dolson was react beadsing me and making it so my alt didn't work. And I love Dave to death. Okay. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. They just won their division. Uh, if Dave Olson is reaction beadsing my ultimate, no SPL player is getting taken up. And if you can't alt someone, then what's the point of your character? Like, I don't know. I think that God is horrible. Yeah, I, I, I just,
2: I cannot, I cannot see him being good. I don't understand how Scream makes it work, but he does. And people are so scared of it. I think it's, it's one of these gods like Athena, where if you haven't played against in a while, it's really, really annoying to play against and you kind of just want to get rid of it. Maybe we'll see teams have a bit more practice into it going into worlds, but I could see it still just being a permaban.
1: Yeah, that, that is actually crazy to think about. Um, all right, well, what, how do you think this set between the dragons and scarabs plays out? What, uh, what are your predictions there?
2: Oh, it's a super interesting one because I think the Scarabs will come in and they're going to try and play a really late game play style is what I expect. I expect they're going to draft for the late game and try and just tough it out through the early game like they did against the Warriors in game four Mm -hmm. of their second set. Um, Whether they're able to do it or not against the Dragons, I mean, toughing it out against the Warriors who have historically been one of the most inactive early game teams in the league... Uh, is a lot easier than toughing it out against the the dragons, and I also I think it's going to come down a lot to drafts and a lot to um, how the matchup between Hurry and Baronic goes. Who gets the upper hand there? Mm. Um, I think that's where it'll, where it'll probably be decided. Unless Sam just picks Mercury and goes crazy in Sidelines, we'll see.
1: You got a you got a number of games and a winner for me here. I'm going to do the same. I can yeah. go first if you want. Mm, I'm going to
2: give it to the Jade Dragons three one
1: yeah i what think you? yeah i think three one is the way i'm leaning i could also see this going five um but i agree that i just think the scarabs they're a little bit too volatile early um and have just fallen into the trap of insta losing themselves games early game and the dragons will insta win games early game and that is not a super great recipe i think for the scarabs you know i do think that if they can if they can take some momentum away you know if they can go up like 2-1 in this set i do think that the dragons might feel some pressure um and they can maybe steal it away i don't think it's like a slam dunk win for the dragons but i would mark myself as surprised if the scarabs won this set that's the way I'd i'd word it
2: yeah I, I would be, I would be. I do at the dragons. I'd be pleasantly surprised, happy for the scarabs guys if they made it through, and and it'd be kind of a great storyline to see them even just getting to the semi final of worlds. But yeah, uh, yeah. Right now, my money's on the dragons. The experience is there, right?
1: Agreed. And uh, and I think that y- you were mentioning mid lane. I'm going to be looking at hunters. I think that uh, Panda Cat has just been it's so dominant in his career. This obviously has not been his best year, but. Usually turns it up around this time. And uh, and Stewart has looked really, really good recently. And they're going to need him to continue to look really good um, if the Scarabs are going to win this set. Um, I saw someone bring it up before we move on. Bastet and Scream, obviously a, a pair that you can expect historically. How good do you think this iteration of Bastet is? Do you think we're going to see her?
2: I think we will see her. I don't think she'll be a dominant pick. I think her ult is pretty hard to connect with from from my playing with her yeah um i think the rest of her kit's really really strong honestly apparently it's weaker than the old k according to some people the the one two and three is a little bit weaker than her one two and three used to be but she feels strong to me having given her a go um i think we'll see her but not not high, highly prioritized
1: yeah i think you know when i was looking at the the smite gg win rates and that kind of stuff that you know she she's been very high since her rework um like high enough that I'm like she's got to be really good even if I don't necessarily think she feels oppressive uh her win rate tells me otherwise so I don't know I think that she might not see as much play as she should um but I think that what if we do see her she'll probably be, be pretty impactful that all is just good um if you can land it which is hard I agree um but you know we're we're kind of washed hazer I don't I don't want to be the one to break it to you um but we're a little bit washed at, at least when you're not on Neath, which we all know is is the signature. Um, but you know, if you put if if that was just like Neathalt, you'd be slamming with it. There's no doubt.
2: Yeah, yeah. If you could just aim it, if you could just crouch down, <laughs> aim that best, that get it in there. I would be. Yeah, I think that's maybe why Neath suits me now that I'm washed. You don't even have to aim one of it's, her abilities.
1: It's always good. good. Okay, I yeah. actually think Neath is going to be a pretty a pretty strong pick at this world. This mannequin's hidden blade, like one shot Neathalt late game. Her early game still good enough in mid. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm... Well, I do know about you. I'm a big Neath fan going into Worlds. I think she's going to be pretty solid.
2: I'm a big Neath fan, but I do see her as, like, the second echelon of Hunter mids. Like, she's below, like, your... I like Charybdis a lot, and I like AMC a lot, a lot. I think it's... AMC is going to be, like, the best mid laner at this event, probably.
1: Yep, agreed. Um,
2: but uh, I think Neath's in that kind of second tier of, of Hunters in mid, like, Chiron, Neath, and her maybe that kind of thing
1: yeah i'd agree with that um all right next quarterfinal is the atlantis leviathans up against the olympus bolts this by the way we can be way more toxic about the bolts than we normally can because Bear's not here mm-hmm. chat so we get to be really mean about the bolts all the time uh this set i mean we both said that we really like the leviathans that we think they're very good but this matchup historically has gone the bolts way uh in, in the big sets these two teams always seem to face off um, how how do you see this one going?
2: Yeah, I'm a big Leviathans, I'm a big fan of the Leviathans, I think they're really really good, I think like Hardcore has been the best player in the league this year I think they're super sick, but I do think they're kind of chokers I, yeah. I hate to say it, I hate to throw it out there but I think they, I mean we saw it up against the Kings in that last tournament of set which they were very very favored in and the pressure I feel like got to them um i'm not sure who it gets to or how it gets to them it feels to me like something goes wrong in the core for the leviathans and important sets um whether they'll have enough to get past the bolts still i'm not sure i think i'm, I'm just gonna go straight out with a prediction i'm gonna say bolts three two
1: wow wow you're actually picking the bolts huh because i'm i'm drinking the kool-aid you're giving me here hazer i really feel like I'm right there with you. I've been really high on the Leviathans all year. Um, I think that Rongyu has really taken his game to a next level and has been unbelievable. I agree with you on your core that he's been um, certainly in the conversation for best player in the league all year. I think Zap has given this team a ton of confidence in in these bigger moments, but we've only seen them in like two, what one or two big moments, quote unquote. He was on their team for the Phase 2 playoffs. I got 3-1 to the finals by the Titans or yeah, Phase 2 playoffs and then Phase 3 playoffs. They they have that game 5 uh, up against the Kings that nearly made my brain melt out of my ears. I just couldn't I just could not believe what I was seeing. And it's really hard for me to like pick them when I remember how bad that game 5 was because I think it was all mental. Like I don't think that there was a whole lot of execution i i just i I thought it was all mental and you know they're up against a team that historically has beaten them in these sort of situations uh it's it's you know i i I don't know i'm just i'm so torn because i think they're so good but i don't know if zap is enough to to get them to to play the way they normally play um up against the bolts all right here's what i'm gonna do I'm going to come Go out with board. my hot – here's my hot take, Hazer, okay? If they – if they play – no, this isn't even a hot take. This is a stupid take. What am I even saying? I
3: can't, <laughs> I can't say
1: this. I was going to say if they, like, play the way they play in the regular season, they'll win Worlds, but that's, like, a no, – I think that's just, like, a nonsense take, and it just, mm-hmm. like, doesn't make any sense. And I want to say if they, like, 3-0 the Bolts, they'll win Worlds. But how can I even say that that's true? Because the pressure only gets higher. As you yep. keep going, you know what I mean. So, the I I just can't. I, I think that every single player on the Leviathans is in contention for best player in their role. I think they've got probably the best team play in the league. And with both of those two statements, I still think they're going to lose to the both in the quarterfinals. Because I think that it, how can I pick anything else until I'm proven otherwise? You know, the the proof is right in front of me. We're in the same boat. We're in the same boat. I know. How many
2: games do you have them getting? You think they're going to win one? Two? I think they're going to win it's one. Gonna I think it's going to be a 3-1. One. 3-1. Three,
1: one. Three, one. Yeah. And I hope I'm wrong because I, you know, I well, I, I don't because Bear is going to be upset with me and all the, and you know, that's the thing is that everyone's going to be upset with me no matter what I say. But the Leviathans, like, I just want them, I want to see them perform in under high pressure. And for the record, I think that they don't need to win this Worlds in order to lose that choker tag i think if they go out and play well and the other team just out drafts them and, and outplays them that's fine but you know you think of worlds two years ago and like the horrible relic usage uh that they had in those sets particularly shinto and then you think to or, you know that phase three playoffs and it's build mistakes and positional mistakes and not being any any sort of aggressive like they normally would if they repeat those things then i think that narrative continues But I don't think they, they probably need to beat the Bolts in order to lose that title. They do, no matter what happens. They need to win this quarterfinal if they want to lose the moniker of Land Chokers. But um, I do not personally think they need to win the whole thing in order to lose it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, getting to, getting to semis or getting, I do, I do almost feel like they'd need to win their semifinal as well, though. uh, Yeah. To lose it, to, to conquer the Kings, you know
1: yes yeah that's gonna be an this bottom side of the bracket i think is so interesting because i don't think you have the high end of like the titans or the dragons and what they're capable of when they're playing their best on any of these three teams but these three teams are so consistent but also like they'll play nine games out of 10 games they'll play nine super well whereas the titans i don't know if they'd play nine super well the dragons certainly wouldn't play nine super well but that one game for all three of these teams is so horrendously bad that they couldn't possibly win by accident. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're consistent, but their low end is, like, way lower than I think the other teams is, which is uh, which is an interesting sort of situation we find ourselves in. Um, all right, so we both have it being the Tartarus Titans up against the Jade Dragons in the semifinals. The Titans coming in as that top seed. I don't know about you, but I consider them the favorite, but by a pretty small margin. Um, think that this is probably the le- the year with the least obvious favorite in in quite some time. Um, how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, I think they're by far the easiest team to predict winning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. they They've just looked really, really good as of late, and no one has really forced them to do anything different do you uh and this goes for both the, the kings and the titans how do you how, do you think it's a big deal if these two teams didn't play at all in placements one way or the other do you think it's a big advantage or disadvantage um
2: i think it's i i would always prefer to come in a little bit warmer to have a little bit more experience especially i think it's more important when you're switching environment a little bit more than they are at this event so we're going to the studio but it's not the same as playing in front of a crowd, so it's not as big of a shift. But I do think it's good to get those reps in early, uh, to have had more games in the studio as well, uh, more recently, which some of the teams that played at playoffs will have, or uh, play-ins. I can't remember what we call them, play-ins? Uh, uh, yeah, placements. Those placements. Placements. Yeah. Worlds placements. Worlds yeah. placements. Um, but yeah, I I, I would prefer... I mean, it's obviously good to be the better team and entering in at the semifinals, but I think if I could be the best team and enter in at the quarterfinals, I would choose that instead.
1: Mm, interesting. That's fair, I suppose. Um, all right, so we've got Titans up against Dragons. What are your What are your thoughts on how this set goes?
2: I think that the Titans will win. Uh, I think, I think that the meta shifts haven't hurt them too much. Lair's gods are still really strong. Um, I expect Paul to adapt to the Hunter mid meta pretty well. I think Cyclone will do fantastic on Mage ADCs. And I think that most importantly, this is a team of players who always perform at Worlds and always perform on the big stage. I mean, Layers, I guess, is the maybe the question mark, but the other four, like, my goodness, could you pick uh, a better group of guys? Uh, to perform at Worlds, I don't think Paul's Paul, Cyclone, Benji, I guess especially are the three that you'd look at. And you'd say, "Have they ever had a bad game at Worlds?" I'm not sure they have. They are crazy good under yeah. pressure, and so I think they'll perform.
1: Yeah, I think those guys are nuts. I actually can think of a bad Cyclone game at Worlds, though. Was season six quarterfinals with Splice, whenever they lost to SK, game three. I thought that I thought they were going to win that set for sure. I think everyone did. SK was like not very good um during the regular season but that is the only instance and the only reason i remember it so much is because i was like holy crap i've never seen cyclone have a a bad game like this in in a big (laughs) moment so i'm I'm with you Um, i think i think if the dragons win this set they're gonna win worlds um i think that not not to say that the the team coming out of the bottom bottom side is gonna be not as good But I think that if the Dragons are playing well enough to beat the Titans, then they're going to have so much momentum and so much more confidence that I think that they can finally break the curse. That being said, I don't see it happening. Um, I think the Titans, I think Freya being good is like literal best case scenario for this team. Cyclone is the best Freya player in the world by a large margin. Um, And so having him be able to play that god, it really opens up their drafts. I am a little curious as to what Paul's god pool is going to look like. Because, um, you know, he has played a lot of hunter uh, gods in the past. You know, I could see him pulling out something like Kronos or something like that because I don't think traditional mages are very good. Um, but, you know, I don't think of Paul as like an AMC player or, a, you know, a Chiron player or a Neath player or anything like that. But I also didn't consider Paul an Aphrodite player. And then he picked up Afro and became one of the best in the league at it, and really set a meta with it. So, you know, I'm not a I'm not saying Paul can't do it. I'm just interested to see what he's gonna do. I really think that it's gonna be an exact repeat of the semifinals of Phase Three playoffs, where if you recall, the Jade Dragons came out and absolutely stomped them Game One, like embarrassed them, and mm-hmm. then got absolutely rolled three games in a row, and it was it was a yeah. Titans three one. That's uh, that's my prediction for how this set goes.
2: I think I'll go a step further and say as a 3-0 to the Titans. I think they're going to come in. They're going to have prepped on the Dragons drafts from the, the start. Probably take away something that hurry has been slamming on. Maybe he's slamming on Zeus. Maybe he's slamming on Neith, I don't know. Um, and I think Paul will perform on Hunter's mid. I think Uller is one to, to know that he has played a lot. Oh, of course, I yeah. I think he'll have an AMC in the locker. Like, if any of the mid laners doesn't have an AMC in the locker at this point, then you're trolling. You're trolling. Yep. You got to you got to be practicing that all week, every day. Get on that smurf, get in ranked and ruin everybody's day.
1: Yep. Just press 2 3, clear the wave, press 4, that person dies and it's up in like 15 seconds cuz you can pick it up. Yeah, that God is uh something else right now for sure. Um yeah. All right, and then the other semi-final, the Camelot Kings up against we both have the Olympus Bolts um in that slot, but we could also talk about the matchup if they do end up playing the Leviathans. Um how do you think the the kings are going to perform
2: it's interesting because for the kings i have a lot less confidence in their uh their i guess fortitude under pressure Mm -hmm. in these in this event i don't know that i think they're going to perform quite as well as a team like the titans would but then again i mean we saw them come through uh in the the placement in the the playoffs sorry the phase three playoffs and and did really impressive stuff while under a lot of pressure i suppose um meta shift wise i think it suits them netrioid is probably the other name you'd put on the table for best freya outside of cyclone spin very very good freya player big man tings incredible player mechanically seems like he can just play anything like it doesn't matter what he picks he's gonna do amazingly on it i'm really high on big man tings me too um I think where it comes down to is going to be Twig and Genetics in this one. Variety, I, I have confidence in performing. Uh, twig and Genetics are going to be the ones that have to step up for this team, and they're going to be the question marks for me on, on whether they perform or not. Um, do I think... I think they'll beat the Bolts. I think they'll beat the Bolts. I think if they're against the Leviathans, they'll lose, though. <laughs> so I don't know... I don't know where I'm getting this from, but that is my feelings. I think that they will have... I think they they will do a better job of counter-stratting and counter-drafting and figuring out how the Bolts are going to play. I think the Bolts tend to be a bit more um, predictable and one-dimensional. The Leviathans just play the meta and mm-hmm. play the meta really, really well, but I don't think that they are as easy to counter-pick against and counter-draft against because they play all the good stuff.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. This this Kings team, man, I, I just haven't... I haven't been able to, to, to quite pin down how I feel about this team all year. Um they they've been very they've been very different in how they want to execute on things. And when I think about how they got to this point of of the semifinals, you know, they they beat the scarabs 3-2 in what was an ugly ugly set uh that just had a lot of a lot of mistakes and a lot of sloppy plays on both sides. And then they 3-2 the Leviathans, and as we talked about, it the Leviathans did everything in their power to not win this set. And the Kings still, like, it's sti- they still had to scrape it out, um, despite how I thought the Leviathans were playing. And, you know, uh, we were talking about how the Dragons and their performance at Phase 3 playoffs should give them, their fans some, some hope. The Kings got to semifinals, but I think if you're a diehard Kings fan, you're probably not feeling that great about how you got there. And I just don't know that I love their chances against either of these teams. Um, You know, I think that the Leviathans could come in and and feel that pressure again and and they could win that way. They could just outright beat these teams, but that's not what what I'm necessarily predicting. And I think if the Bolts come out, you know, this Bolts team is so momentum-based and so emotional, I feel like if they beat the Leviathans, they're going to be riding really high. You want to talk about a team that did get a warm up at placements, then gets a warm up round against a very good team that could give them a lot of confidence, and then they're you know they're coming in with a full head of steam, and the Kings have to try and catch them, but instead they start the race like flat footed. I kind of think that I kind of think that they lose to both of these teams. Um, no, I can
2: see it for sure.
1: Yeah, I just can't talk myself into a you know and look. I will say. This is the least confident I've ever been in my, like, predictions throughout an entire year. I never feel good about what I've said, uh, which is <laughs> – I speak for a living, by the way. I never feel good about yeah. what I say because I, I don't know, you know. It, 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 these teams are so hard to predict. But I'm, I'm just I'm just not a huge believer in the Kings still. And I think I'm going to go 3-1 Bolts if they play against the Bolts. And I think the Leviathans would, would potentially sweep them. I think I'd go 3-0 leviathans if they get there or the kings could just three whoever they play who knows what's the point of you guys listening to this podcast anyways (laughs) what
2: what is Uh, going on what am i giving it the kings versus bolts i said kings and i'm sticking with that and i'm gonna say kings win that three no wait did i say i said kings beat you said kings beat bolts yep and lose to leviathans good right great that's what i think uh kings beat bolts (laughs) three well they gotta get three that's the easy bit. Yep. And the bolts. They get one. Three one.
1: Three-one bolts. Uh, or and the Kings, yeah.
2: Leviathans, I'm gonna give it to the Leviathans 3-2 over the Kings. And it goes, it goes game five, and Leviathans conquer their demons and make it into the final.
1: That would be but absolutely yeah. wild. And as you said, Hazer, getting those three that that three number is the key. Just like how if you sign up with Mint Mobile, you'll get you buy three months and you get three months. For free, I don't know if you knew that, Hazer, but also by going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile has passed those significant savings on to you. All plans come with an unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And with Mint Mobile, you choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for all that data that you never use. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. So switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. For a limited time, buy any 3-month Mint Mobile plan and get 3 more months for free by going to mintmobile.com/backliners. That's mintmobile.com/backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/backliners. That's where you got to go. And if any team just has 5 people on Mint Mobile, they've already won worlds because you think about all the savings they've made, Hazer. It's basically the same as as like a small portion of a world championship check.
2: Yeah. They'll be spending all that on takeout food, no doubt. Those
1: smite players. They They're it is slammer. out of it is out of control, bro. Seriously, like if who cares about a housing stipend, right? We should give them an Uber Eats stipend. And they oh, and I mean, they would it would literally be worth more money to them.
2: If we could get like an Uber Eats league sponsorship where they get free Uber Eats, oh my goodness. That would you could take away half their salary, I think. And they'd and be, be happy.
1: Good. Yeah, it would probably sing- end up netting them more money.
2: Yeah, they're single-handedly holding up the DoorDash economy in Alpharetta.
1: They really are. Um Hazer, I feel like I've woken up and all of a sudden I realize that I have the Olympus Bolt in the finals, which is uh which is not what I was expecting coming into this podcast. I truly did not think about th- how I was going to play out the bracket. Um until until we went live but as i'm looking at it i feel like they've really got a good shot at, at making that type of run um which is not what i would have said beforehand you know the bolts have been pretty inconsistent uh at times but i don't know their side of the bracket seems uh that bottom side seems very wide open and also simultaneously very difficult or potentially very easy because these teams have those those stinker days you know what i mean
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah they are some of the i mean leviathans are so consistent regular season but yeah yep. uh, you never know what they're gonna play like on on tournament day and uh the kings and, and the bolts you never know what they're gonna play a uh, play like from minute to minute within a game almost they could just suddenly decide to stink it up at any moment
1: <laughs> it's not, no lead is ever safe uh, which yeah. is always fun so i've got titans versus bolts in the finals you got titans versus kings how do you think uh how do you think it's gonna play out
2: i'm gonna I'm gonna give us a, a five game finals oh thank goodness
1: I appreciate that
2: do I I, I do kind of I gotta kind of fly the eu flag don't I do I? I, I I want to my heart wants to fly the eu flag so hard what does kings? your head tell you
1: but what is your head my, tell
2: t- you? my head says Titan's win <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. uh I'm gonna say Titans three two over the kings in the final They do it again.
1: Yeah, I really... You know, I I came in saying maybe this is the least clear favorite in a while. But as I'm thinking about it, I think I might be trolling by saying that. I think the Titans might be a pretty significant favorite to win over the rest, you know, over everyone else. I wouldn't say the tight, You know, if you gave me a Titans versus the field, I would take... If it's a 50-50... I think I'd take the field, but if you gave me good odds on the Titans, I'd certainly take them. Um, You know, they only have to win six smite games in order to to be world champs, which is not a whole lot of smite games you've got to win. And as much, you know, the Bolts, I kind of talked myself into them beating the Kings. I cannot talk myself into them beating the Titans. I just can't. I think there's a real chance the Titans... What am I, dude? I'm just losing it. I haven't been on broadcast <laughs> in so long. I'm like about to make all these crazy statements. Oh, uh, who cares? The Titans might not drop a game this Worlds, dude. Like, they've got, a, I think they've got a, a legitimate chance of doing it, but I could also see them not even winning their semifinals, so who cares what's happening?
3: <laughs> what is
1: yeah. going on? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes
2: down to how Layers deals with the pressure of worlds. I guess he, he's won console world championships, right? So he has. He's done it before. So but we'll see how he does.
1: I will say, it, when he first came to console lands, it was it was very, very poor performances. It took him, like, I, I if memory serves, at least one full land where he did not play well at all. And then the second land, he started to play a little bit better. But by the third land, he was really playing to his level. You know, I don't think it's going to take that long, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how he he handles that type of pressure. But I really feel like I really feel like the only team that I believe is truly capable of beating the Titans in a best of five is the Leviathans. Um, I don't like the Bolts or the Kings against them in a, in a f- best of five, or the Dragons. I think the Dragons, and the Leviathans are the only two teams that I really could see the beating the Titans in a best of five obviously i don't think it's gonna happen for the dragons because i picked the titans to win um and yeah i think if they play the bolts i think it might be a quick a quick sunday for us paul i think it's, it might be a 3 i just
2: thought what yeah. if what if scarabs play against the titans the storylines the storylines i oh kind of need God. that now that would be can wild huh can we ask hindu can we please have no offense. Sorry, Mike. I saw you were in chat, but can
1: we please have Scarabs uh, against
2: Titans in the semifinal? That would be... Uh, oh, I would like that.
1: Dude, that would be absolutely crazy, huh? What? How do you think that matchup, like, you know, storylines aside, we both picked the Titans to beat the Dragons. Do you think the Scarabs would potentially fare better?
2: I think they would do okay, actually. Uh, I think Salt maybe goes crazy in that matchup. I think he'd be fuel, fueled, fueled by rage and take him down. Can you imagine
1: the tweets afterwards if the bugs oh. beat them? Can you imagine? I,
2: surely they wouldn't tweet anything. I think, oh, honestly, the most I think they the most smug thing you can do is not tweet anything. Just be like GG's, guys.
1: <laughs> no, there's no yeah, way they would. <laughs> Have you seen dude, I love Bobby so much. I really love him. But can you is there any world where Bobby simply says GG fun set if they beat the Titans? Are you kidding me? He'd lose it would he yeah i think he would i think if
2: anybody's gonna lose it would be like saw
1: yeah maybe yeah right. they they would i think they'd all lose it potentially. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if anyone would would tweet a normal thing after that but i respect it's more fun that way i love it i think it's i think it's more fun i would be i'd be down for it for sure yeah um but yeah i don't know so i guess i, I guess i've got titans winning you've got the camelot kings winning which would be
2: uh, no i've got titans three two in fight i'm going with my head oh my, you went head oh i
1: thought you went hard yeah, my, my apologies no,
2: never go hard never, never go, go hard
1: it's never foolish. go hard <laughs> <laughs> um all right so we both have the titans winning just different uh just different finals opponents um i suppose the other thing i was going to ask was about meta we've kind of talked about uh you know what we expect to see particularly in mid um which is a lot more hunters very few traditional mages um someone in my chat before we went live asked about magical junglers uh i personally do not see many viable magical junglers right now do any come to mind for you
2: nah i think they're pretty bad maybe you could get like a great Kabrakin game in there is maybe the one that comes to mind ice ice baby made it look ice ice sorry he's not he's not baby anymore yeah, just ice baby ice. There, yep. he made it he made it look pretty good in one of his games mm-hmm. shout out to ice ice by the way i was really impressed with how he played at that event considering yeah, he did uh, play well. How we came into it. Yeah, he did so. play well. Kwang um, um, Othsi made Quang look good as well. He did. Um, Kibo bad. is bad. Will yep. not be played. Yeah, I think Quang is is not good enough. He's just too easily countered, especially with Mad being so heavily uh, heavily valued in the meta as well. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. No magical no magical uh, junglers. I don't think.
1: What um you mentioned Med there? I mean, I've seen the the tweets and ranked of you know eight meditations and all that kind of stuff. I'm personally of the opinion that I think Med is a little overvalued. Um, I think it is the best relic in the game by a wide margin, like levels one through five, and then after that, I think it just falls off in team fights really hard. And I think that sometimes teams kind of troll you know these double meditations and that kind of stuff i i just don't think are very good are you are you on that train or do you think med is as good as advertised
2: i think it's super strong in lane like especially the duo lane i think it's yep. especially good there um i don't really like Med in solo honestly i don't think it seems good i mean i can see maybe some teams coming up with um novel strategies almost using it like a heal around fire uh, doubling, but like engaging, packing off, healing up when there's no healers in the game with double mad, and then going back in. But other than that, I'm with you, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a good late game relic. I do think it's almost necessary to go on support right now, though, with how strong it is in lane. Sure, I think you'll often be losing your second purple or losing a, a, an early death in lane if you don't go that mad. I think it really is just that much of a difference maker in that two v two.
1: Yeah, I think unless you have Izanami you should be going mad i think if you have like an izanami lane you they just can't fight you so much that maybe you can get away without it but maybe they can just ignore the wave and kill you because they have med um but yeah i think it it's very good early very unimpressive late um and i think that you know there are a lot of very good team fight relics still right now like i still think frenzy's good i think shell is underbought i think horrific has always been underbought um and if a support is somehow able to get away with going like frenzy horrific or something like that, I think they'd pretty clearly be able to see the team fight difference, but maybe, uh, maybe they would just get stomped in lane. So, uh, so they wouldn't, uh, so they wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, all right. Well, that's our, that's our SWC preview. Of course, we do have our random question of the week and I swear I thought of one a few days ago and now I can't remember, which is very typical for how these things go um someone in chat asked me earlier we could do like a new year's resolution thing but i don't know about you hazer i don't new year's resolutions just don't work for me and never ever have i'm not a new year's resolution guy
2: no me neither no me neither i tend to yeah yeah i I made a i I was gonna say my only new year's resolution was to get 10,000 twitter followers which i did on new year's day
1: Oh, so easy for you. Completed it. Completed it. So easy for you. Well, then this whole year is just just too easy. You know what I mean? You've already kind of gotten what you were looking for. Um, All right. Random question of the week. Um, Let's, uh, okay, it's not a New Year's resolution, but it is something that that I'm thinking about is that, you know, it's time for me to start eating healthier. You know, I'm getting old, Hazer. uh, Mm -hmm. It's my 30th birthday this month. Uh, so you know, let's see we're, we're getting up there and so it's time for me to start eating a little bit healthier and uh and i've been really we've been making a lot of broccoli recently and i've been kind of thinking how broccoli it just bangs like it's just it's so good and i love it um so what are what are some of your your favorite uh your favorite healthy foods whenever you're trying to be a little conscious about what you're consuming
2: I do love broccoli as well. Yep. Roasted broccoli with some pine nuts and a little bit of Parmesan cheese. Ooh. Not very good for my stomach these days. And also takes away a bit of the health in yes. there. But, ooh, it's delicious. Yep. Um, What are my favorite foods to eat uh, when I'm being a bit more health conscious? Let me have a think here. I, I try and cook vegan at home most of the time. Mm. Um, my I live with my brother, and he does not cook vegan, so I still don't eat vegan that much. Sure. Uh, but I try. I quite like a stir fry, you know, a stir fry. It's a boring one, but I quite like a stir fry, healthy, easy, quick. Yep. Um, And, you know, I'm going to, it's not as healthy, but I'm going to go cauliflower wings. Cauliflower wings, I really like them. You make like a batter just with flour and oat milk and spices, stick it in the oven, fry them up until they're crispy. They are delicious. I love those.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. If your brother cooks a lot of meat, Hazer, we just got a sous vide for Christmas. I don't know if he has one. But, dude, it is so easy. Like, Mm. it doesn't take any effort at all. All you do is you just put some meat in a big, like, gallon Ziploc bag with some, like, olive oil, some garlic, and some herbs. Just, like, push the air out. And then you put it into a big pot of water. And the sous vide does everything for you. And then you just take it out and you just put it in a pan, sear it a little bit. Dude, we made pork chops yesterday. They were unbelievable. We made some chicken breasts today. It was like the juiciest chicken breast I've ever had in my life, and it was so easy.
2: Yeah, I saw the chicken. I think you posted a pic on Twitter, right? It was looking good. It did look tasty.
1: Let me tell you, that is that is it. I don't know when his birthday's coming up, but not. it's
2: February. It's not far away. So maybe go. maybe this year is his year.
1: Because it could be your because it could be your gift. You know, there's a good baseball glove gift. That's what we always call them. when you're getting someone a gift that you will really receive the benefit of. Like you're gonna be able to eat that food that he's cooking, right?
2: Yeah, but I don't want to live with him for that much longer. It's the only thing, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of I've, I've grown out of living with my younger brother. I think at the age of 27, it's gone. It's gone too far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I uh, I feel that for you. Yeah, for me, uh, health conscious foods definitely broccoli. Um, for a while, we haven't done it in a long time, but I really love uh, pearl couscous as a as an alternative side to like potatoes or something like that. A little bit of couscous on the side is really good. Just a little scallion, you know, a little olive oil, cook it up. That's delicious. Um, Brussels sprouts are still bad. I don't care what anyone says; those things don't taste good. But I like them. Broccoli and green beans. I think I could alternate eating broccoli and green beans like every other day for each one, um, forever. I think I'm. I think I'm good with just those two. I don't need any other vegetable in my life.
2: Where do you stand on tender stem broccoli? You think it's, it's is it up there?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. I think that, you know, obviously the best part of the broccoli, it, like you said, roasted broccoli is by far the best. All we do, a mm-hmm. little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, pop it in the oven, it's done, it's delicious. We like it nice and crunt, like a little crispy, a little crunchy. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the best part is like the crunchy leaf, the crunchy leafies, but the tender, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that.
2: When you're preparing broccoli, you know the stem. Do you yeah. cut out the middle of the, the tender bit of the stem and eat it while you're preparing it?
1: Mm, no, because I toss it to my dog because my dog oh, loves broccoli. Okay,
2: yeah, uh, okay. She's Fair a bro-
1: she's a broccoli fiend. We were actually making fun of her today because my wife was like uh, cutting up the chicken for this for the sous vide. And I was making the broccoli, and my dog was bothering me for the food instead of my <laughs> wife. Like, what a weird animal she is that she that she likes broccoli more than meat. But she's that's great. She, she's a little bit of a freak, and we love her for it. Um. All right. Well, safe travels, Hazer. Thanks again for coming on. We'll be seeing you soon, here in America for uh, for what's sure to be a great Smite World Championship. Everyone, thanks again for for tuning in. Make sure you're giving us a good rating, all that kind of stuff. Everyone wish Barracuda some luck. Our typical uh, co-host as he um, gets ready for the Smite World Championship, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But oh no, who's gonna say bye? Do I say? Do you say bye, Hazer? Normally, Barra says bye.
2: Should I say bye? When? Do I, how do I do it? Do well, I just normally say
1: bye? I go, Barra you know what to do, and then he goes bye as I like turn the camera down. Do okay, you think I can you do could? It. Okay, all right. Uh, well, Hazer, you I, I I told you what to do. Ah. Uh...